Hello, y'all, and welcome to my Fetch. We have what to get into right now, so let's go to it. Um, continuation of the last one. Um, there were some things I didn't cover. Um, oops, sorry about that. Well, let's start as follows. Um, the the trucker convoy, the freedom convoy, with all due respect to the, uh, the truckers and the people that are there and the, the overwhelming global movement that's been inspired from, uh, from the truckers, the people who bring us our goods and services and who are, you know, blue collar workers, you know, um, traversing certainly all of North America and, and uh, across Europe and across nations. Um, and it's amazing to see what's going on there, especially considering how Trudeau and others uh, in the government, governments and media are um, exoriating and using divisive and disgusting, inflammatory, incendiary, and um, obviously inappropriate language to refer to people as terrorists and hate-filled. And, 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 you know, when I see Justin Trudeau talk... He reminds me also of Newsom, okay? People say that he looks like uh, Castro, but whatever. There's no uh, <clears throat> there's no legitimate proof that he's Castro's son. But anyway, um, he just, he just, he is a drama teacher. You can tell he's speaking to the camera as if he's on the stage in a play looking off in the distance. He, he literally thinks he's just, he can act it out. Like, like I look at him and he's an actor, like he's not, he's like Hollywood. He like, he loves the cameras on him. He loves to have his flowing hair. He thinks he's better looking than everyone. He's richer than everyone. Like there's a certain air of, of elitism that just comes. He doesn't even need to say anything. He can just stand there. Anyway, I digress. I just, I can't stand, I can't stand him. I can't, I'm not even Canadian. I can't stand him. I can't stand Newsom. Now you have the mayor of New York saying it's his uh, responsibility to get New Yorkers to eat more vegan and less meat. So here we go with the AOC ultra-left democratic agenda of trying to get people to eat less meat, consume less fossil fuels. I'm telling you, next they're going to start making more roads in New York, taking away lanes from cars. They're going to make more bike lanes that no one's using, that you can't use in the winter, that no one's going to use in the winter. Um, so he's instituted in the schools... I think Fridays are now vegan Fridays, even though they did it this past Friday and the meals they were giving kids weren't even vegan. Um, I don't even think that the idiots that voted for this hack, um, hack of a police officer and a hack of a politician and a hack of a person um, necessarily want their diet dictated by... Um, the mayor of New York. What's his name again? I, I just forgot his name. Um, but, you know, Bloomberg started in with this without lowering the big gulp. So I can get, I can't get a massive big gulp, but I can get two large sodas for each hand. Just It's just total idiocy. The way you get people to eat healthier and eat better and be better in their health is not to mandate it. It's to educate people on how health actually works. But meanwhile, you're having mandating that people wear masks and take toxic shots that we don't know what they do. But people should eat mm -hmm. vegan. I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole logic 
of the entirety of what's going on is a breakdown in human sanity. Like we've developed over millennia, we've developed over millions of years to have brains that are supposed to operate on a certain wavelength and level and the absolute evil that these people are instituting. Now again, oh, Eric Adams. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, is also a person that feels that he should be able to have a firearm, but no other New Yorker should. Only people within his circle and only the people that are guarding him or guarding other elitist, hack, fool, vile, disgusting, um, disgusting fascists. Um, he was caught on video referring to some of his colleagues as crackers. No one's come to cancel him. But yet everyone's going after Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan is a threat to the uh, autonomy of the elitist, um, fascist, Stalinist, Maoist um, um, mafia. And yet, meanwhile, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, has used the N-word, right? They're going after Joe Biden. Um, they're going after Joe Rogan for having guests on his podcast and things said on his podcast over the years. And they put a clip together of a pack, a Democratic leftist hack pack of three brothers who have used the word themselves, apparently, at least as Dave Portnoy has said. Dave Portnoy is uh, the founder and uh, CEO of Barstool Sports. Um, and he had a little uh, like hour long um, live 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 conversation with these guys. Dave is too weak when he was talking to them because every single time they opened their mouths, I would have found something to excoriate and shut them down. And I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know who they are. But I can just tell from the things they're saying that they're liars, straight up liar operatives, leftist operatives. But anyway, they're trying to go after Joe Rogan for saying the N-word, yet one of those brothers, Dave Portnoy, said he has text messages of him using the word. And meanwhile, the President of the United States, Joe, has used the word in referring to it, referring to it when Richard Pryor used it, referring to it in titles of movies and books and whatever. And meanwhile, the President of the United States has used the word actually in a derogatory manner towards black people and about black people throughout his career. Meanwhile, you have hacks like Matt Michael Rappaport, who Portnoy referred to with these brothers. I don't even know what's their name. Midas. Their last name is Midas. Um, and um, this guy, Rap Michael Rappaport, who years ago, we're talking now, God, I guess about 20 years ago when Boston Public was on. They had a uh, they had one um, one. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, not session one uh, one show <coughs> where they were talking about a book that was written by a Harvard professor about the N word, and they featured that book in an, an episode. Again, Boston Public was about high school students, and Michael Rappaport was a teacher that insisted he's a white teacher who insisted he wanted to teach this book to his students, which was a big in-depth discussion about the N-word. Where is Michael Rappaport on that now? How come he's not getting called out? How come he's not? Is that is that is that episode scrubbed from uh, whoever produced it? NBC, CBS, ABC? I don't know who produced that show. Is he getting called out? No. I remember that particularly because at that particular juncture, I think I was either <clears throat> in grad school or I was post-grad school or I don't even remember. Maybe I just graduated college. I don't know. And... Um, you know, it's just uh, that's what Portnoy was criticizing these Midas brothers for because they, when they find something culturally or politically, they only go after the people that they are politically not aligned with. So it's good for what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. These people are just sick, and uh, it's very hard to keep the uh, 
even if I'm not part of the mass psychosis, it's it's when the psychosis is all around you to maintain and know that hey, I'm correct um, in my in my beliefs and my ethics and my vantage is very very hard to maintain. And if someone wants to prove me wrong, prove me wrong. But bring to me either evidence or science or a vantage that I'm like, you know what, that one, that vantage is better than mine, or I have to tweak mine. People aren't doing that. Um, anyway, the uh, the truckers. Back to the truckers. I truly believe that the truckers and the horns and the honks are the shofar of our time. Uh, for those people who don't know what a shofar is, it's a ram's horn in the Jewish religion. We use we blow the ram's horn for a mo- the month of El. Uh, month of El is what leads us into um, is, is is what leads us to uh, or brings us to Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Or in uh, we we have El, we have the um, um, sorry the uh, you know major holidays in the Jewish religion, and um, we're doing tshuva, which is repentance, and we're doing an analysis of ourselves. And the shofar is a wake up call. The shofar was also used. Um, there would be thousands of chauffeurs blown uh, when the Jews were marching to war. You can imagine that that would be a pretty intimidating if you had thousands and thousands. Like, there's no noise around. There's no cars. There's, there's birds chirping, and that's about it, right? So you, that's the only sound, and you have an army marching towards you. It's pretty... It's a warning sign. It's a celebratory sign uh, this, or sound. The chauffeurs were used, and I think that this is the... Um, the sound of the time, and it's funny how a judge would just put a uh, had put out, I guess, two days ago, forty eight hours ago now, that the truckers couldn't honk. It was illegal to honk in Ottawa because it was disturbing people. Meanwhile, the truckers weren't honking apparently from like eight p.m. to eight a.m. They were honking throughout the day, and then it was told that they couldn't honk. I think until one p.m. And I think many of the truckers were disavowing that or disobeying it. But it's the show for certainly of the time, and it's bringing an awareness. And um, it's interesting how the truckers and the people, other people that are there, the Freedom Convoy, let's call it, in every location, everywhere that it's happening throughout Europe. Okay, Europe is completely awash in these. Um, there's ones that are going to be happening in the U.S., heading towards D.C. and maybe other locations. It's happening all throughout Canada. It's happening at different um, border crossing points between the U.S. and Canada are being blocked. There's been literally no violence. Or at least we haven't heard of it. And of course, the MSM would, would report on it if it was. They have to make up lies in order to report on any violence. And these are being called riots, occupations, insubordination. Meanwhile, it's basically, yeah, a protest. And yet the same media was had fires and buildings blowing up behind them uh, during the BLM Antifa riots. Uh, murders, guns, maimings, carjackings. Destruction of buildings, destruction of police, uh, police. Um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, police headquarters, um, and, and that was peaceful protests, mostly peaceful protests, right? How come the trucker things aren't called mostly peaceful protests on par with what BLM and Antifa were doing? The language and the bastardization and manipulation of language is just so nauseating. It's like um, it's like uh, every time I hear it, I, I feel like I want to spit because it's going in my eyes and my ears and it's coming out of my saliva. I just want to spit. I want to spit it back into their faces. Um, but anyway, it's, um, it's, it's infuriating. That's really what it is. It's infuriating. And um, I really feel like um, 
a lot of the reason why we are where we are, and I'm saying a lot, a lot is because of a lot of structure of society over the past century, but we really need to look back. I may have covered this in my last uh, podcast. I really don't go back and listen to my own podcast, so sometimes I'm... I'm uh, either repetitive or redundant from the prior one, and I apologize, but sometimes there are ideas that should be explored not just once, but it's good to review things. The word in Hebrew for that is chazara, to go over something. It's actually one of my, uh, one of my, um, uh, one of my, uh, let's say, uh, techniques or tactics that when I'm teaching, when I'm either teaching someone in a classroom, any course that I teach, uh, I teach that uh, review, reviewing your work is uh, the first, foremost, and best way to improve on anything. Scored low on an exam, the best way to do better is to review more. Review is what becomes habitual and gets things in our mind. Um, Reviewing your work, reviewing a piece of writing, reviewing a piece of art that you do, reviewing a fix that you did on a car, reviewing, uh, uh, you know, um, double, triple checking that you turned off the burner when you're leaving the house after you just made coffee so your house doesn't blow up, uh, reviewing that you put your car in park before you get out of it or you put the parking brake on if you're on a hill, right? There's just every single instance of something we do in life. Review that when you leave when you leave uh, when you leave um, the restaurant you were at you have your wallet your keys your phone that's my trifecta maybe people have other ones but right review if we review things we usually do better okay so anyway reviewing is not the worst thing um, so my question about the convoy about the truckers that I don't understand is that at least the press conferences that I've heard. Uh, up until this point today, um, Tuesday, uh, February, what is today? February 9th, February 8th, February 9th. Um, today, Tuesday, February 9th, Wednesday, sorry, Wednesday, February 9th, is that they're trying to negotiate with Trudeau. They're calling him a coward and saying that he's running away and he should come out and he should be a leader and he should speak to the people and he should talk to them and he should hear their concerns and that they have their doctors and he, the, the truckers have their, you know, their scientists and their doctors and they want to present the evidence. I, I, don't, I don't understand this. We've gone through this for two years. We know that the government knows the science. It's not a question of like, oh, they don't know the science. They know what they're doing. They are evil. They are not trying to get into a debate. The reason that they haven't debated, the reason that there's been no discourse, the reason there's been no conversation, the reason that there has been no science presented about masks, about the stabby stab, about the Fauci ouchie, whatever you want to call it, the reason that they're bastardizing data, the reason that the Department of Defense is going in and changing data, the American Department of Defense, to reflect numbers that they wanted to reflect after whistleblowers came out exposing the data, the reason that Pfizer keeps putting different things into their into their literature about about their vaccines. The reason that they don't want to release the data about what's in the vaccines, 55,000 pages in 75 years or in 55 years, I don't know, I lost track at this point. The reason that we're not being told the truth, the reason that there's money being spent to school boards, hundreds of millions of dollars, to hospitals, hundreds of millions of dollars, the reason that we don't see these contracts, the reason that we don't see the contracts between the U.S. government and NIH and CDC and FDA, the reason that nothing's transparent is because these people are absolute, total, unequivocal evil. Amalek, Amalek in the the Torah, the Jewish Torah, is the total unabashed, um, uh, unbastardized, non-bastardized evil. So, 
The people that got us here, you want to sit down and discuss with them? You want to sit down with Justin Trudeau, who would rather flip his hair like he's an Amadeus, uh, an Amadeus, I don't know why I said Amadeus, like he's some kind of like Greek god. I, 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 like, what do you think that's going to accomplish? So now you convince, you conv- convince them. I'm putting that in quotes. They sit down and they have the camera shooting and then they come out and they give a press conference. We're going to roll back all the mandates, which is happening right now. Across the world, different governments are saying that their tyranny is over and we're rolling back the mandates. No one's paid a price. No one's paid a consequence for obliterating and trampling the rights of people across the entire globe. To say nothing about America where... The rights that have been obliterated are written into our Constitution and Bill of Rights. I don't know the Constitutions and Bill of Rights of every country around the world. I know that here what they've done is illegal. And we're not just talking about Corona. We're talking about a century of this. We're talking about rolling back gun rights in different states. You can't do that. It's protected under the law, under the Constitution. But yet they've done it. The voting fiasco, catastrophe, coup d'etat, or coup that happened two years ago. Right? All these things that have happened that have been illegal, and these are the people that you want to negotiate with? So what are they going to do? This is my prediction of what they're doing. They're counterballing us. They're realizing, like, we got to stop these, we got to stop this from getting, basically getting violent. They're trying to save their necks. People are saying it's because they have elections coming up. I don't think it has anything to do with elections, because they don't need elections to win. They've proven that. They've weaponized every agency against us. To the point where they had, it's unknown if it was Capitol Police, CIA, FBI, went and broke into a uh, Republican, I forget if it's a senator or um, a House of Representatives, um, uh, um, you know, um, electee or elector, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, rep. Um, They went into his office and were photographing private documents. So the government's being weaponized against the people that we are even electing to office, let alone to the citizens, let alone weaponized against police forces and everyone. We saw it all during Trump. We see it during the January 6th thing. So how do you sit down with these people? I'm talking from Canada to Ecuador to the U.S. to Spain to Portugal to New Zealand to wherever. So now they're all stepping back. This is planned. They've been planning this for decades, we've been finally woken up. Now, I've been aware of a lot of this stuff. Not, not. I'm not saying any more necessary. I'm not elucidated like, oh, I knew this was coming. But I did see it in March 2020. I knew that when New Yorkers didn't stand up to be able to go worship or to open their business, shit was going down a slippery, septic road. I knew that people either needed to come in, whether they were peaceful or armed, and say, you ain't, you ain't stopping me from going to, 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 to worship. And it could have been done peaceful, and there should have been 100,000, well, not 100,000, 50,000 Jews that walked in Manhattan, in the streets, across the Brooklyn Bridge, and said, kill them all day. That was my opinion. People thought it was just parks getting locked up, and everything was going to be okay. Too little, too late. I felt that businesses should have opened up and that block, everyone should have put money into a pool and said, if any of us get arrested or any of us get fines, we're going to pool together and we're going to take care of one another. You're my neighbor. You're the pizza shop. I'm the the steak place. You're the falafel shop. I'm the taco guy. Okay. I'm the clothes store. You're the bookstore. We're all going to band together. We're going to stop this government overreach. And no one stood up. And I knew that it was going to be very, 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 very difficult 
to come back from that once we went down that road or once we gave in to this law enforcement and to these dictates. And the law enforcement that did those things that have no place in our society. I forgive them never, ever, ever, ever. You're not forgiven. Any business that shut someone out because they were checking green passes, you're not forgiven ever, ever, ever. Okay? You're not forgiven. And so why people are going to negotiate with these same tyrants, these same sycophants, I just don't understand. You're not going to get the result that you're seeking. Why is there no consequence for them? Why is there no consequence for the nurses and doctors and administrators? Why is there no consequence for the law enforcement? Why is there no consequence for the, for the school boards and, and the politicians, local up to federal, up to state, who did these things? Cuomo is still free. He murdered more than 15,000 people. That is that is like Shea Stadium, or well, I'm saying Shea Stadium because shows my age. That's like a baseball stadium filled halfway for a game. He killed fifteen thousand people. Can you like that? That that's Madison Square Garden filled to capacity plus some. Had people forgotten that Grandma? And, and it's not even that they were. It's not even that people were were murdered. I think it would have been, as sick as this sounds, it would have been better if they had a bullet put in their head at the side of a pit. Do you know how those people died? Alone? Suffering? With no food or water? In their own shit and piss? Sorry to be graphic. Maybe coughing up blood in agony, in pain, alone, crying out. No one helping them. Being laughed at. Can you imagine... Can you imagine the perfidy and the absolute evil it would take? And those doctors and nurses are who you will see if you go to an ER today. Not every single one. But how many of them are still there? And yet we'll go and teach the history of the fascists and how sick Mengele was. Mengele is their idol. So I'm, I'm utterly confused as to why the trucker convoy keeps saying that they want to negotiate. Unless this is some kind of, you know, Sung, Sung, you know, Sung Su, you know, art of war tactic that I just haven't caught on to. I don't get it. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. There's, the demand should be everyone in the government that's been a part of this needs to step down or be taken down. You have a choice. Then they would call it an occupation. Then they would call it a coup. So what? You want to go... So, so my confusion also is that people keep saying they want to go back to the way things were. Really? Really? You want to go back to the way things were. Well, how were things? Government overreach. Um, and I'm talking about a, a, a conglomeration of countries here, okay? Like, this, this definitely goes for the U.S., and some of this goes for Canada. Let's see. Government overreach in life. Education is shit. Um, horrible treatment of natives. Um, um, drug academics, including crack cocaine, including opioids, including now fentanyl. Um, borders open. Um, schools are shit. Infrastructure is crap. Um, um, we have um, a bloated military with fake wars, uh, bogus wars. 
uh, a lying media, lying politicians, politicians at the moment they get into office, they're just raising for the next for the next uh, campaign, um, career politicians, um, constant more laws, overreached by the IRS, endless taxes. Um, what else? Uh, can't find clean water, can't find clean food, um, can't have raw milk in most places, can't have autonomy on land you own. Uh, let's see, taxes. We pay uh, sales tax, income tax. Um, income tax is federal and state. So we pay, uh, um, did I say inheritance tax? Inheritance sales, income. Um, then we pay taxes on every good and service we uh we provide or that we purchase. Um, we pay, uh, we still pay a 9-11 tax uh, on our cell phones and on, um, on um, what do you call it, on, uh, on airline tickets. Um, what else are we paying taxes on? Um, property tax, which fuels the shitty schools that we have. So we're paying taxes constantly. Sometimes we're paying them redundantly. Sometimes we're paying them compound. We are in debt up to our, over our heads, um, and yet they'll put Martha Stewart away for the same thing that Congress does every single day, which is insider trading. So it's like, we want to return to that? Everyone says, oh, we want to go back to the way things were. We just want to go back. We want to go back. We have a, a medical system that's toxic beyond belief. The same doctors and nurses that killed people and murdered them and refused to give them the medicine that could have saved their lives. We want to go back to them just caring for us? Well, I got news for you because I'm someone who spent extensive time in acute care in the hands of these people. You don't want to go back to that. Trust me, because it's no better. They hate you. They don't want to care about you. And their slice of pizza is more important than the shit in your bed. Or your meal, or your medicine, or your breathing, or when you're hooked up to a vent and it's pushing air in when you're trying to blow out. And when you're trying to pull air in, it's pulling air out. Can you imagine that? Imagine being on a machine like that. You can't get off the machine or you die. And yet every breath you take and you finally get into a rhythm that you've worked out and it's taken hours or days to get to focus, to get into a rhythm with the machine. But then as you start dozing, because you're beyond exhausted, what happens when you doze? Your breathing gets different. It gets slower and a little bit more shallow. And now you can't be cognizant and conscious of it. And then the machine wakes you up because when you go to take a breath in, it's pulling, up, it's pulling the air out of you. Yeah, try that for a little while and see how many people care and give a shit. Don't get me wrong, a lot of good people in healthcare, but it's not the majority. I can tell you that. They don't care about you. The teachers don't care. You want to go back to the way things were with the teacher unions and the teachers? I, I, I think teachers deserve a lot more pay. The good ones and the rest of them should get the hell out because they're disgusting, vile creatures. I, I've been in schools with them. I've taught with them. I've coached with them. I've been a student in their classes. Some of the most horrific people on the planet. Because they want to kill you, not the same way the nurses and doctors do. They want to kill your mind, kill your will, kill your ethics, 
kill your ability to critically analyze, kill your thought, kill your perspective, kill your opinion. Then the doctors and nurses take over and they kill your body. <clears throat> so you really want to go back to that? No. We shouldn't go back to anything. We should tell these people they need to be out of office. You have a deadline. You get out. You can take your family and two bags with you. And we're going to put you on an island. We could do what the uh, communists did to people. Give them a few seeds and see how long they last. Film it as the real survivor. Politician episodes. I mean, I'm half kidding and half not. But I don't understand why we're, why are we negotiating. So when Trudeau and others refer to trucker, convoy, January 6th servers or whoever as terrorists, you want to know what is happening? When the trucker convoy wants to negotiate with the Canadian government or any of the convoys want to negotiate with their governments, it's the people that are negotiating with the terrorists. Think about it for a second. Who has caused the people terror over the past two years, the past 10 years, the past 100 years? How many times have we been terrorized from World War I, sending our young boys to run into nerve gas, basically to be experimented on? Oh, gee, by who? Oh, gee, by the Germans. Interesting. The Lusitania, which was supposedly torpedoed. The Titanic next. World War II. The Holocaust, all the science, the sciencing, the sciencing that came out of the Holocaust, all the records, the experiments, T5, the experiments on twins, the people that never returned, the debauchery, the rape, the making of people into lampshades, using human fat, using human slave labor, sometimes not even because you needed the labor, but you just wanted to work people to death, just to observe, just to cause agony and suffering, injecting people with horrific toxic chemicals, gassing them with Zycon B, Bayer still in existence, still exists as a business, as a major international company, Amongst many others, including Audi and Mercedes and BMW and on and on and on. All the industry still exists. Operation Paperclip, bringing the Nazis all across the world to succeed because they had money and they had knowledge. They had rocketry and they had chemicals. And they're poisoning our food and poisoning our veins, poisoning our water, giving us drugs. Drugs, 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 crack cocaine, opioids, fentanyl, and on and on and on. It's never stopped. We never won World War II. We never defeated the Nazis. It's all a lie. It's all a ruse. The media just kept telling us we did. Never again, never again. But if we go slaughter some people, you know, a million people in Africa, that's, that doesn't count as never again. The Sudan, Rwanda... Bosnia, the Uyghurs, the Uyghurs, sorry, different pronunciation.
And yet we have to get up and go to work, hopefully, and earn some money so we can pay our bills and pay our utilities, which shouldn't even be a thing either. Utilities shouldn't even be a thing. We shouldn't have to even be paying for power. And it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to truly think about and do the research on these things to process. I mean Nancy Pelosi warned American Olympians against doing anything that could ruffle the feathers of the Chinese chickens. Because she said that you know they could be a cruel you know they could show cruelty well why are we sending olympians over there to compete with people that could be cruel like they're not they're like they're not bastardizing the scores anyway and then there's been some videos coming out about what's going on there and i feel that uh there was one um i i wonder if if he's even safe but there was one uh olympian american olympian i believe it was an olympian yeah it was who said that when they go to different queues and they have to get in somewhere and there's screens or check-ins or whatever, that his face automatically pops up on the screen without him saying anything, without him giving any information. So I believe that the American government or the IOC has given a lot of um, personal as well as biometric data to the Chinese so that they can track each athlete and they do know each athlete without... Now, maybe there's certain things connected to the phone. Maybe they had to download an app. But I believe that all the um, DNA and biometric data of the athletes is being collected. So when they're out of their rooms or they're competing, uh, there are teams going into their rooms to collect their DNA because you have some of the most gifted, uh, physical, physically gifted people in the world there. So why would you not? I mean, if you're talking about trying to reign supreme over the world in a physical fashion... Or in terms of creating, you know, superhuman species or, you know, whatever, you know, making babies and petri dishes, whatever that's, again, I'm just saying, whatever, whatever's going on in labs, creating superhuman viruses, how would you do that? You would take the strongest person, if you can create a virus to attack the strongest person's, you know, uh, lung cells, you'll probably be able to attack everyone else, right? So, um... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on there. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't have anything to go on there. But anyway, we become we become a nation that's a we're COA, we're a conglomerate of agencies. Ever since 9/11, which I believe was the precursor to what we're seeing today, 20 years again, they've been planning this. They've been planning. We've been keeping our heads down, trying to ignore what's going on, trying to ignore that we get... First, we have to take off our shoes to take a flight. Then, we, then we're going through some scanning thing where we're putting our hands up. We don't even know why. They can see our, they can see our private parts. They can see through all our clothes. Uh, but yeah, we do it because we're like, we got to get on the flight and like no one's like beating us with a truncheon. So we're like, okay, we agree. I've done it. I, don't, I hate flying. That's part of the reason why I hate the TSA. 
Um, they're a criminal organization and they do criminal things. They don't catch anyone doing anything wrong. Uh, and all because one guy supposedly was trying to light his Nike shoe on fire. Was that, was that even a, was that even real? Was that even real? Was that a false flag dude that they put on that flight? Like, where is he today? Is he even in prison? Can anyone show me a picture? What was his name? Richard something? I don't even remember. So this guy tries to light his shoe on fire, which was an impetus for, for the next 25 years, 20 years now, everyone's been taking their, off their belts and shoes to get onto a flight. They've made us into sheeple. And yet, Patriot Act, TSA, Homeland Security. How many agencies are buried within agencies are buried within agencies are buried within agencies? And that's how this whole Wuhan thing happened. You have the NIH, the CDC, the NIAD, you have the FDA, you have all these agencies with agencies with agencies with agencies buried within agencies and agencies and agencies and agencies and agencies. Good. You're sick of me saying it? Good. Good. You should be more sick that it's actually the truth. Yeah, it's annoying. I'm annoyed about it. I know this is like really like like probably like the the my tone is the harshest it's ever been on one of these sessions but like it's coming to a point where we need to wake up that a, a freedom convoy is great but if you're not prepared to stand and fight like the government has no problem coming and arresting every single trucker if they can find a police force to do it they have no problem taking everyone to a gulag like people think that because there's number like it's not just numbers Numbers themselves don't win the game. I'm sorry. Everyone's like, oh, well, there's, there's more of us. There's more of us. It doesn't. Do you know that Stalin would sometimes go to a city of 100,000 people and in hours, overnight, overnight, you'd wake up and your city was populated by 30,000 people. We don't even know fully the extent of what Mao and Stalin did because it's never been released. The, the, the Nazis supposedly lost World War II and they left all the graffiti on the wall for us to see. They kept such good records that we were able to see the extermination and the, and the, and the determination they had to do what they were doing. So we have the records. And by the way, some of those records are still not even read. Those records are still coming out years later. In fact, I believe it was about 15 years ago, the Red Cross had a building, I believe it was in Germany, but it was somewhere in Europe, that was several miles long of records that had not been touched. In fact, I think 60 Minutes had the first access. They had, a, they had a, um, an episode where 60 Minutes gained the full access, and they actually did an interview with, a, uh, with one of the Holocaust survivors, and they, and they showed him his records. He had never seen them before. To the point where they counted the lice on his body. And they shared a record where he was supposed to be taken to a death camp. And for some reason, his name, the last, or his name, I think it was the last name on the list, was crossed off. He has no idea why. And he, and he, he has no idea why. He didn't know that. So there's miles of records that still, have, that weren't, why the Red Cross had never released those records or given access in the past, you know, seven decades is also a question corrupt piece of shit Red Cross, an organization that should be incinerated, frankly, because they gave the thumbs up to the Nazis exterminating Jews, and they've been nothing but trouble since. Just a disgusting, profane organization, just like the rest of them. But, I mean, it's like, 
it's um I was I was saying something else but I forgot now what I was saying um yeah I I just I just don't understand why why anyone would want to negotiate with these people I mean you don't negotiate with terrorists right these are the people that have been raining terror on us but not just for two years it's been for decades decades and decades I mean it's it's hard not to see it. it it really is I mean oh so endless wars right the TSA um, um, you know they've been sending men and women to go fight wars that are so unnecessary why do we need to fight wars I don't mean why we need to fight war. Sometimes war is not. The war right now to fight is against the, the, the elitist ruling class that wants to deem me a terrorist. Can't even, can't even, I mean, the, um, there was just a document. I haven't fully um, gone down the rabbit hole that came out from the, from the American government. I think it was today or yesterday that revises what a terrorist is. They want to say that anyone who, who I think questions 5G or questions Corona or questions science, the, the, the medical science can be considered a terrorist? It's totally, absolutely insane. And yet, they've been pitting people against each other for the past many decades. Arming different people, the arms trade. The military-industrial complex, the pharmaceutical-industrial complex, whether it's drugs, Bill Gates experimenting on all different people around the world, in India, elsewhere. Then you had the whole Monsanto thing. I think it was in India. It was India or Pakistan. I think it was India where they gave farmers these seeds. Oh, these seeds are going to be great for you. They're resistant to bugs and drought, right? So they use these seeds that are resistant to bugs and drought. Well, guess what happened, though? The seeds poisoned the soil. The seeds didn't grow, didn't, there was no growing back. You couldn't use the seeds the next year or they didn't give them the seeds the next year. I'm getting the story a little bit murky, but basically Monsanto gave these seeds to people. They were in, in, invulnerable, I mean, meaning they, they were okay against the bugs and the drought. And then the next year they couldn't grow anything. The soil was done. I believe the soil was like, it just blew away. People set themselves on fire that people, farmers committed suicide because they couldn't feed their families. They couldn't watch their families waste away. No one talks about that. That's, that's the Germans still in existence. They didn't lose. That's their chemical industry. Where do you think it comes from? Agent Orange dropping bombs of the most toxic substance known to man on our own troops to say nothing of the Vietnamese, the innocent. Say what you want about the enemy you're fighting, the Viet Cong and the communists, but you use chemical weapons against them that was illegal by the, by the um, what do you call it? Uh, not the Commission on Human Rights, but the Geneva Convention? <coughs> you're not allowed to use those, and yet we were bombing Agent Orange all across Vietnam, tens of thousands of square miles. I still maintain that John Kerry was there as a CIA agent giving positions of U.S. troops to the Viet Cong and the communists. There is no doubt in my mind. Do I have one shred, one word, one letter of document that says that? Not at all.
So what? It's my supposition based upon my observation of what a piece of shit he is. And the way he talks. And the way he holds himself. And the gumption with which he acts. I have no doubt that John Kerry, when he was in Vietnam, was giving locations of our people and our troops to the Viet Cong and the communists. And I guarantee you that somewhere in some vault and some CIA computer, that information is there. There's something or there's someone who knows. How did he get to, how did he get to be such a player in politics? I mean, what did he do? He was some star. He was some star, you know, operative. No, he was part of the elite. And then he married into the Heinz family. And why did that marriage happen? Freaking doofy looking idiot. There's no doubt he was giving positions. Our boys, by the way, didn't die just because they were fighting in a jungle. Our boys died because... They, they were intended to die, to keep the war going, to keep the funding going, to keep the military-industrial military complex going. And we would never know it. And it's probably been done before, and it's probably been done since. Probably been done in Korea and Vietnam and in the Middle East. There's no doubt whatsoever. If they don't like you, they'll take you out. Like, like, yeah, like, like SEAL Team 6... I think it was SEAL Team 6, got taken out in their Chinook helicopter by some lucky strike by some sandal-wearing dude in a bathrobe on the ground. Yeah, could happen. People get lucky. And if I'm the sandal-wearing dude, I'm hoping that I can take down a helicopter. If, I, if I'm him and I'm fighting against an occupation, I'm hoping I can take them down. I think highly unlikely. In the way that they run their missions, highly unlikely. Under cover of night... With closed radio communication that, 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 you know, in Afghanistan, they don't have that technology, even if they are getting Russian stuff. Then they need a translator because Americans are not speaking in Afghanistan dialect. Like, there's just too much there that needs to happen to hit a moving target like that. It did, I don't care how low they're going. They're flying. It's, I, I just, I'm not, an, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to... To, uh, you know, be a... Uh... Anyway, yeah. It didn't, that didn't happen by accident either. So I just, um, I just don't understand why people are negotiating with the terrorists. I don't understand why we're negotiating with the government that has um, abandoned us and um, looks at us as nothing. I mean, you see this, uh, this, this uh, commentator, Chinese operative, what's her name? Layla Wen, I don't know, I don't have her name in front of me right now, I probably should be more prepared. Like, like, she went from the government should be mandating masks, and um, what did she say? She said, um, not just mandating it, but passing legislation, taking away people's jobs, taking away people's kids, I think she said that. And now, and like, right, she's been saying this for a, a year plus, all on CNN, for some reason, she was also in Boston when the Boston Bombers were there. Why was she there? That's a little convenient. Okay, I don't think the Boston Bombers were ever real either. But um, she 
she's saying this for the past year all the time on CNN. Oh, got to get the stabby stab, got to get the jab, got to wear a mask, got to wear a mask, got to wear a mask. You don't care about your neighbor, your kids, your grandma, your grandma's grandma if you don't wear a mask. Now, suddenly, 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 over the past three days, she's come out and said, oh, the si- oh yeah, previously, the science was settled, the science was settled, science was settled, science was settled. Everyone, for two years, the science is settled, science is settled. Suddenly, now the science is not settled. Suddenly, there's new science. We were all saying science doesn't settle. That's not the way science works. Science is never settled. Science is constantly either proven or disproven wrong. It constantly needs to come up with proofs for science. If I want to say two plus two is four, if someone else wants to say it's five, then you need to come up with, like, you have to constantly try to work for a proof to prove that two plus two is five. Or I have to prove that two plus two is four, and I have to constantly affirm that. That's the way debate and conversation and collaboration works in science. Or if I want to say H2O, it's not water, and then someone wants to say H2O is water, then we can do the experiment. I can say, let's put hydrogen and oxygen together and see what happens. Two hydrogen and one oxygen, let's see what happens. Oh, it created water again. What do you know? I think it's water. Someone's like, no, it's not. Let me see. Oh, okay. Yeah, it created water. Idiot. Right? So it's like, it's like it's constantly has to be reaffirmed and confirmed or disproven. Or you find an anomaly. You find like a problem or issue you run into that never happened before. New discoveries are made. Okay? So like the science has never settled. Now, all of a sudden, there's new science that says that like we don't really need the mask and not really helping. It went from don't wear a mask, Fauci telling us later on he lied to us because he wanted N95 masks for the doctors and nurses because he wanted to save their lives so that then he could bribe them later on or mandate later on that you're going to have to murder people. And by the way, we saved your life with N95 masks, so you know you really should murder people for us. And by the way, we're going to pay you hundreds of millions of dollars to your hospital and we'll assure that you have a job for you know, ad infinitum to forever and your family will be taken care of. And so everyone just sheeped along like, yeah, sure, I'll be a brown shirt. Yeah, sure, I'll be a Nazi. I'll be a fascist. Okay, yeah, sure. I'll kill people. Oh, God, someone just shot their bed and they're suffocating. Oh, I'm going to go get a slice of pizza. Yeah, okay. So anyway, this Layla Wen, she's totally a Chinese operative. It's like, I mean, she's Chinese. It's clear. And she's definitely an operative. She's just a disgusting, vile you know, she'll, she would kill if she had any Uyghurs in her hospital. I assume that they're all in the basement. Um, anyway, so now she's on CNN saying that mass, the science has changed. We don't need mass. We should do away with the mandate, and that the CDC is off in their in their uh, in their uh, in their analysis or prediction or whatever you want to call it. It's like, Lord. I mean, there's studies now coming out from Johns Hopkins, who was on board and is part of the whole problem, that like, oh, isolating people and uh, and isolating kids and masking kids for all these years is very detrimental. Oh, things we were saying like back in like April and May of 2020, we meaning me and billions of other people. Like, yeah, this is not healthy. Yeah, this is not normal. Yeah, this is not how we operate society for something that has a death rate of 0.001% or whatever the hell it is. Um, So now all of a sudden the science is changing, but they've all done this in the past 48 hours. The networks, the hospitals, the research coming out, the governments, the school boards, right? They're all coming out and reversing themselves like, oh, how convenient. Like, it's so suspect and I'm so convinced that they're, I'm so convinced that they're cattle us. Like, uh, like, there's no way that they're giving up like this. 
They don't need elections because they've already bastardized and manipulated and stolen them. Uh, whether whether there can be a win in the midterm elections from the conservatives or Republicans, whoever you want to call them, the Republicans are a zero anyway. They're weak and um, basically neutered. So I'm, I have no faith in them. They're just as corrupt as anyone else. Um, but let's just say, you know, you swing it away from the ultra left. That would be positive. I don't even know if they can win. I don't even know if the, the voting machines and the voting protocol can even garner a win. No matter how many, you could beat someone by 100,000 votes. All they got to do is slice off a zero somehow, right? So we've already seen this. We've seen the data being bastardized in the Department of Defense, uh, um, um, like VAERS system. So if they're going to bastardize that when it was already whistleblow, it was whistleblowed ahead of time, right? All the, most of the whistleblowing that happened with the election was after the fact. So that created like a timeline issue as far as certifying the election and getting it to the courts. Now it's come to the attention of Congress and Senator Johnson's, uh, what do you call it? Uh, committee that, or whatever he, whatever you want to call it, the, uh, yeah, the committee that he convened for lack of a better term. The conference he convened. So now it's been whistleblown ahead of time. Now it's being brought to court ahead of time. Now it's hopefully being, well, I don't know if the word adjudicated is right, but like it's ahead of time. And yet they still went in and changed all the data or said we had a glitch. We had, yeah, you had a glitch. So no one was on top of that. It's a Department of Defense system with some of the most sensitive information you could possibly have. And yet, and yet, now you're going in to fix the glitch. No one noticed. All the people you have working at the Department of Defense and in the military, and no one noticed that data all this time. But like, oh, you had a glitch for five years from 2000, whatever it was, 16 to 2021. Right. I think that was the dates. Like, yeah, okay. We're, expect we're expected to believe this shit. Yeah, and JFK was one bullet, right? But you still haven't released that data either, right? And what I was saying before, it just came to my mind, why are we fighting wars? Because basically, if you have one or two or three hydrogen bombs, if any nation has one or two or three hydrogen bombs, you don't need another one. Because, yeah, you probably have maybe like, again, from a strategy standpoint or a tactical standpoint, you probably don't want to have one because if the location of one is ever found out, then that one could be, you know, disabled or exploded or attacked or whatever. But if you basically have three hydrogen bombs... And not all of them can feasibly be destroyed by your enemy at one time. Again, could happen. I understand that both sides have hundreds of them. So you, so it's like keeping pace with the Joneses, right? But it's like if one hydrogen bomb is imploded, basically the world is fucked. The world's done. One hydrogen bomb could destroy like... A lot of life on this planet because the blackout, the nuclear blackout, not the fallout, not even talking about the nuclear fallout, the blackout would be would be devastating. So, like, what what are we fueling us for? Why do we still have arms? Why do we still have nukes? Why are we still fighting these wars? Like, it just does. Yes, I know. I understand. Some people don't understand. Don't understand being friendly or being nice or sitting down at a table. And the only thing they understand is force, brute force. That is true. But there just comes a point where, like, there's just so much money going into this. And yet it's our money. Like, and people, people keep using the term, like, the government pays for. We need to change that perspective. The government doesn't pay for anything. The government doesn't produce goods and services for the most part. The government doesn't make anything. Even if the government hires a firm or employs someone to do something, 
It's not, it's the, so, okay, the government, let's say the military. The military makes a, a, a hydrofoil. I don't know, it was one of my favorite, uh, favorite, um, uh, G.I. Joe, uh, uh, what do you call it? G.I. Joe, um, oh my God, like toys, right? There was a hydrofoil. And that's like a amphibious, like tank, basically. Let's say that the, the army makes a hydrofoil. Well, where did that money come for the army to do that? To pay the people, the engineers, to get the products, to mine the metal. To, it was all it was all tax money. It was all money that was taken from the greater cloud, the greater mass of people to go into that. The, the, the military itself doesn't like like have money itself because it doesn't make anything that's. That, like now there's an arms yeah there's an arms industry but even the arms industry is private there's Lockheed Martin and there's Boeing and there's these companies these companies didn't form from the military these companies formed from private organizations that are now partnerships and funding from the military but the military funds them with money from you and me everything that's funded in this world is because we people produce things and then people pay taxes on that we should stop paying the taxes and that's what people don't realize this all ends if tomorrow we say we're not paying taxes anymore no one's paying taxes what we'll do is we'll give a hundred dollars every american every person in this country takes a hundred dollars on january 1st it's new year's we put it into a pot and the government has uh what would it be it would be three three thirty billion dollars Thirty billion or three billion? Okay, whatever. The government has 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 no. I think it would be thirty billion dollars. Three hundred million people times a hundred. Three hundred million. I think if you added two zeros, no, maybe it would be no. It would be thirty billion dollars. Okay, I know. I mean, like Tesla probably is worth more than that, but basically, figure out a way. Figure out a way to make the $30 billion fund everything that the military and the country needs, prepare the infrastructure, put up satellites, do what you got to do. That's all you're getting. And the budget never increases. It's $100 per American. Very easy. Flat tax. Done. Easy. Done. Bye. See ya. And if you want to have it that the people that are earning... You know, uh, 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 crazy money. Anyone earning over uh, $10 billion have to give more. Okay, I'm not against that. Or people earning. You know, you could have a tax bracket. Once you hit like $100 million, yeah, then those people in the upper echelon contribute to a fund and we can do a, we can do a referendum on how that works. I'd be okay with that. And I'm not saying take all their money because you want those people producing. I'm saying simply... That could be the higher tax bracket. That's it. That's it. But we don't have representation. And no taxation without representation still should stand. And there's no reason why our money should be spent the way it's spent while we're scraping by and groveling to the same evil, despotic, tyrant people for our freedoms and the perspective needs to change it's been going on for far too long my rant has been far too short no it's really been long and it's going to be ongoing but negotiating with the terrorists and with the same people is not going to change anything they're simply going to change their cloak they're going to they're going to 
be chameleons. They're going to put up a mirage and they're going to go back to the same thing. It may take a month. It may take a year. It may take 10 years. It's probably not going to be 10 years. So thanks for listening to Mike Fetch. I will be back soon and be safe. Be alive. Speak your mind. Stand up. Fight back.